Welcome to the Grace-Filled Food Freedom Podcast. In this podcast, you can expect to be inspired and equipped to ditch diets, eat well, and let your light shine. Every time you listen, you can expect practical tips straight from the Word of God that are going to get you on the road to food freedom today gooey bites of deliciousness that will make you shimmy in your seat because you know that God is speaking directly to you. Are you ready? All right, grab a fork. Let's dive in. It's Sunday morning and I'm already running late for church. I'm scheduled to greet today And the thought of seeing every single member of our congregation has taken my morning beauty routine to a new level of intensity. Do these pants emphasize my saddlebags too much? How can I possibly cover these dark circles without looking like I'm plastered with makeup? Do these stripes on my shirt draw too much attention to my belly or my chest? All the while, I felt so unchristian for caring about these worldly things in the first place. But I hated the way I looked. And that made me feel even worse. I knew I should be grateful for all that God had given me, but I had nothing positive to say about myself. I was stuck and I didn't know how to fix it. That was until I sought what God would have me to do. Feeling positive about your body may seem like a foreign concept if you've been stuck in a negative cycle for any length of time. Sadly, that self-talk anything but normal. Listen, we would never talk to a friend or loved one or even an enemy, right? The way we do to our bodies. And yet it's an accepted practice. When did being so uncool get to be cool? It's time to send this lousy practice away with Joe, the cigarette smoking camel. Body image has been a hot topic, both for myself and the hundreds of clients that I've worked with. Altering the way we interact with ourselves can be a challenging habit to let go of. So it's important to ask yourself, why do you hold on to negative body image? I found that digging into the why we behave this way can reveal some of the reasons for this behavior and then reveal the strategies for change. Beneath the surface of, I don't like my body, lives common fears that keep the awful cycle in motion. Maybe, just maybe you believe that if I say negative things about my body, then I'll feel more motivated to change. Or on the flip side, if I don't say negative things about my body, then I won't feel a need to change. I get it. Avoidance is a powerful motivator in many areas of our lives. We choose not to speed too much because we don't want a speeding ticket not because we want a gold star for our driving abilities. We see this in a loved one finally making a dramatic lifestyle change when they're faced with a dismal health report. Negative consequences do work in some situations, but when it comes to body image, it's a losing strategy. I felt it and I've heard from countless women. It's scary to let go of the negative chatter for fear that we'll suddenly let ourselves go. If we give up, We envision our friends and family finding us unconscious, buried under a pile of brownies. Or we picture living a life in sweatpants and stained t-shirts because surely we won't care about taking care of ourselves anymore. 
But let me ask you, is that really true? What do you think would happen if you stopped being mean and tuned into body image and the Bible? Ooh, there you go. There is a better way. Let's take a moment to think about the people who've had the most positive impact in your life. The people who made you better. The people who made you want to be better. Maybe it was a coach, a pastor, a teacher, a parent. How did that individual encourage you to grow, to change, to improve? Did they call you names? Tell you that you'd never be good enough or bark at you to just stop trying because you'll never get it? I'm going to take a wild guess and say probably not. I'll take another stab at it and suggest that they probably use some positive encouragement. Let's read from Hebrews chapter 10, verses 20 and 24. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as in the habit of some, but encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the day drawing near love, good works, fellowship, and it's how we grow to prepare for the day of the Lord's return. Now imagine you take a young child to their t-ball game. Maybe it's a niece or a nephew, a neighbor, or even your own little one. All dressed in their little uniform, they nervously step up to bat. Then they turn briefly to you to reassure themselves that you are in fact watching them in the crowd. The pitcher lobs the ball their way. They swing with all their might and mightily miss. Like bad. It wasn't even close. You stand up with your hands cupped around your mouth to ensure that they'll get the message. And at the top of the lungs, you scream, you're terrible. You'll never get the hang of this. Just sit down. Oh, yikes. I bet you just about jumped out of your seat to rescue that imaginary little t-ball player. As a loving person, you know what that child needs is encouragement. They need a reminder that they're just learning and the reassurance that you are on their side. You know how to stir up love, good works, and how to lift their spirits. You assure this precious child that with practice they'll do better, and no matter what their performance looks like, they're loved. Harsh words cripple, Harsh words build walls, and harsh words break spirits. And guess what? Sister, you are no different. You're not some rare breed that needs criticism, discouragement to move forward. You need encouragement, reassurance, practice, right? It takes practice. And most of all, love. If you... um. Criticize your body like an overzealous soccer mom who will settle for nothing less than perfection. Imagine how different your impact on the world around you would be from each of those two different mindsets. So encouragement versus criticism. How does it change the way you interact with the world around you? Well, negative self-image and self-talk generally make us pretty cranky. We may be short with our spouse and children and even find those we cross paths with particularly annoying. The line at the grocery store, the loud talker at the movies, the coworker obsessively clicking their pens. These things drive us up a wall. We're self-conscious and therefore pretty self-centered. And we don't have a lot of loving energy to give. When we're feeling pretty good about ourselves in an I'm loved and accepted kind of way, 
we tend to give that love and grace we have so generously received. When we speak more kindly to ourselves, more, we're more likely to get up and try again. Body image is more than being happy in our size and shape. It's an act of self-care, self-love, and ultimately gratitude for what has been graciously given to us. It isn't forcing yourself to accept. It's accepting the gift you've received from God with open hands. Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Regardless of your imperfections and even physical limitations, God has given you a vehicle to experience this life with. Hands to hold the ones you love. Eyes to see the beauty of his creation. Ears to hear songs of praise. And legs to carry you into his calling. The Bible describes our bodies as the temple of the Holy Spirit. As God's workmanship. As dust. (laughs) Not once are we admonished to diet and exercise until we're runway worthy or to berate every inch we can pinch. We're told to go into the world and preach the gospel, to be light, to be the hands and feet of Christ. Body image in the Bible is a picture of service. Service Servitude that will have eternal rewards far greater than the props we get for being the popular size and shape of the moment. Expressing gratitude for our bodies is not giving up. Rather, it's choosing to not settle for less. If you've been talking negatively about your body for a while and not seeing the changes you'd like, it's not working. It's time to switch it up. A negative focus robs you of the joy that ultimately leads to change. While you won't change your thinking overnight, you can start seeing progress by poking holes in some of your negative comments. How do you do that? Well, when the thoughts creep in, as soon as you catch them, which may be right away or it could be a day later, ask yourself, does this thought line up with the truth of God's word? Does it line up with what God's word says about me? And of course, you're going to need to be in the word to know what God's word says about it. Then follow up this comment with some truth, get some Bible verses, put them on some cards and become an active warrior in fighting for peace so that you can have a joy that overflows through your heart and into others' lives. And P.S. If you're struggling to put the Lord before your weight loss goals, oh sister, you are not alone. I spent years so afraid to yield my weight and my body to God because I thought he'd want me to be unhappy in my own skin or to be honest, overweight. But the reality is, is that God wants you to be comfortable and confident in him. And he wants to be first in your life. That's why today I want to share the Overcoming Weight Loss Idols worksheet with you. In this simple four-page little workbook, you're going to be asked some questions that really get to the heart of the matter so that you can put God before the scale so that your goals can be a result of your relationship with him rather than being focused on the scale. Doesn't that sound like what he would want? I believe that's what he wants for you. So be sure to download it and dive in today. Oh, 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 I have one more thing to ask. If you have two minutes, could you please head on over to your podcast app and rate and review the Grace-Filled Food Freedom podcast? 
That will give our podcast lots of extra juice to reach women just like you who need food freedom and hope through Jesus Christ. Well, it certainly was lovely to spend some time with you, sis. I hope that you're enjoying a taste of food freedom. Now, if you're looking for more of an entree, I'd love to officially invite you to my Platinum program. It's a six-month deep dive, start-to-finish program that is going to immerse you in God's word and God's plan for food freedom. You can find out more at gracefulplate.com forward slash platinum. And while you're there, be sure to get on the waiting list. It is the most fun, most practical, most productive time you'll probably ever spend on a waiting list. Be sure to check it out. I'll see you there.